Hey guys, welcome to Drunk Gossip. I'm Ed, of course, coming to you live from Central Park in beautiful and sunny New York City. It has been a hell of a week. Um, I don't... There there were so many gossip stories that I should have covered, um, but between work and um, writing articles and stuff like that that I had to do... I just didn't have enough time to record an episode, so there there could be one this weekend recorded for you, my lovelies. So let's jump right into um, the Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I always forget. I always want to call her Janine, but I think it's actually just Jean. Oh, the story is not loading. Oh, it is Janine. Um, okay, so the Whoopi Goldberg, Janine Pirro story, this has dominated the gossip headlines for the last day and a half. So if you don't know what happened, yesterday, um, Janine appeared on The View, and apparently she had a big attitude when she got there because, um, Anna Narvano, Navarro, um, was, um, sitting in for Joey Behar, who was out sick, and apparently Janine and Anna do not get along because she threw a fit that she should, um, that, um, Anna should not be sitting for her segment, yada, yada, yada. Now, just to clear this up, um, Anna, as far as I know, did sit in for both the segments, but that's not even, like, the juiciest story, like, that alone would be worthy of a gossip story. But it gets so much bigger. So, as often happens on The View, tempers flared. Um, uh, Janine was uh, talking to Anna and pointed at Whoopi and Whoopi got pissed. And said, do not point at me. And, and that led to a big flare-up um, where Janine was, of course, defending Donald Trump. And Whoopi was having none of it by pointing out facts, basically. Um, and Janine uh, accused Whoopi of having Trump deranged syndrome. Which, what the fuck is that? Like, can someone please tell me, like, I don't get it. Anyways, so that was bad enough. Whoopi walked off the set. Now, I, as far as I know, um, and view historians, if, if there's been another time, um, let me know. But the only other time I remember Whoopi walking off the set was um, with Bill O'Reilly um, and Barbara. Um, she, Whoopi walked off with Joy Behar. And I believe Barbara Walters was still there. I don't remember the exact um, conversation, but she 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 has walked off before, and she's let it be known that she will do that again. Even though Barbara chastised her and said, "You know, these people are guests. Like we need to treat them like they're coming into our home." So backstage, Janine is going around Fox News saying that she was thrown out of there. Um. And that, you know, will be spat on her. 
Whoopi and Deadline and Page Six all say the same thing. That never happened. What did happen is Janine got up in Whoopi's face saying that she's saved and helped more victims than Whoopi ever um, could. And Whoopi said, get out of here with that shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the argument just continued. Um, apparently, Janine was es- escorted out, but not before she screamed at the people who um, booked the co-hosts, or the, the special co-hosts, um, that Anna should never have been booked while, when Janine is appearing, which... Who the fuck does this woman think she is? That she has the power to, first of all, say who can co-host The View and what segments they can appear in. Like, I don't know. Like, that just seems really weird to me. Um, All Whoopi has... Whoopi did address the audience. She apologized for the flare-up yesterday. And then she addressed it again today on The View, saying that what Janine was saying was not true and gave her account of what happened. And she said that there are many witnesses. Um, she also said that Janine's book is number one and that Janine would probably be keeping this feud alive for the next few days because she has a show on Saturday and a book to sell. The book was number one on Amazon, I believe. So there's that. Um, you know, uh, Janine did make a really good point that this this scuffle, this whatever you want to call it, is just a micronism of what's actually happening across the country. Uh, so, you know, treasonous Trump needs to get his shit together. And that's all there is to that. I'll be right back. Okay, and we're going to stick with the deranged theme. Um... Uh, oh, Roseanne, um, just so you all know, I am drinking some sparkling rosé because it's a sparkling rosé kind of day. Um, and again, I, 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 I realize that there's a lot of gossip. I'm only picking the highlights. Um, if there's something else you guys want me to cover, just send me an email at ed at authoredanderson.com and let me know. So... Roseanne, crazy, psychotic, possibly off her meds Roseanne, I I don't even know what to say, Um, if you haven't watched her video, go to her channel and watch uh, her new video, basically there's an interviewer off camera asking her questions, and he asked her about the, the now infamous racist tweet. And she said, I don't want to talk about that. And, like, just goes into this hissy fit. She's smoking the entire time. And then she says what will probably become her most famous classic signature line. I thought the bitch was white. Now, this is about Valerie, um, whatever her last name is. Valerie Jarrett, I believe. Um... And, first of all, what? I I could almost believe it if everyone didn't already know that Valerie Jarrett was not white. 
And if she hadn't used a similar, a very similar racist um, slur years ago. No, she she does claim that um, the Planet of the Apes was um, written by an anti-Semite. And that's what she was going for. The problem with that argument is that it doesn't make any sense. Not that I expect Rosanna to make sense. That's that's kind of like asking me not to drink vodka or Mandy to like Taylor Swift. It, it just, it, it doesn't fit somehow. Like, you know, Mandy very well could like Taylor Swift one day. And this guy could be purple. Um, you know, if if what she actually meant was um, that she felt like Valerie Jarrett was anti-Semitic, and she couldn't think of a way to put that bluntly, or she wanted to be clever, all she would have to do is use the screenwriter's name. Or call her Hitler. Or any number of people. She could have said that she was Mel Gibson. People would have understood that. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, something went down the wrong pipe. People would have understood... If she had said something like, it's like Valerie Jarrett is the love child of the Muslim Brotherhood and Mel Gibson. Now, still not great, but infinitely less offensive. And her show may not have been canceled. And she would have been chastised. Maybe even fined. You know, maybe she would have been suspended and couldn't appear in an episode or two. But I almost really believe that saying something like that would have been better. And it would have made her point. The way she worded it makes it seem like it's a racist thing. Now, she, of course, has said she understands and... You know, she realized it the minute she put it out, yada, yada, yada. If if that's true, and I have very serious thoughts that that's true, why didn't she go straight to ABC and say, I, I messed up, let's fix this? Why did she wait for ABC to come to her? Roseanne is not a dumb woman by any stretch of the imagination. This is a woman who has tapped into the zeitgeist twice. So she knows what she's doing. She thought she would get away with it. She thought she was untouchable. And that's the truth. I'll be right back. Alright, and some more derangement. This is actually kind of like a crossover um, segment with um, Mandy's podcast, Mandy's Still Musing. Which, if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. She's not as long-winded as I am. Um, she's very succinct and gets to the point very fast. And you know me, I, I can talk forever. 
Um, these are like my verbal essays. Um, it just wait till I have the blog. Then you're gonna have like three times as much of me. Um, but seriously, go listen to this still. Um, uh, Mandy's still musing. A- after you listen to Drunk Gossip. But make sure you go listen to Mandy's still musing. Um, so Mark Wahlberg bought a car dealership right near Mandy's house. I have serious issues with with, with Mark Wahlberg. He... He's one of those that, oh my god, if I could hit that, if he was single and he wanted to hook up, my god, I would do it. But it's only because I'm a glutton for a punishment. And he has a really great body. Really great body. Um, But he's homophobic. Um, He was offered the role in Brokeback Mountain and asked the producers, does this role have to be gay? After he was told yes, he uh, apparently consulted a pastor and then turned down the role, but had no problem flashing his dick in Boogie Nights. I mean, yes, I realize it was a prosthetic because God would not be that cruel to to the gays that Mark Wahlberg was actually that hung and as gorgeous as he is. Um... But it also kind of, like, him doing this led me down this path, like, okay, I get it. Celebrity fades, acting jobs dry up, and if you don't believe me, just ask anyone from Desperate Housewives. Like, seriously, those ladies, with the exception of Felicia Huffman, who did three seasons of American Crime, and I think is in a new show this fall, um... Eva Longoria can't get another show to stay on the air to save her life. Uh, um, Terry Hatcher did a guest spot in Supergirl, but wasn't asked to come back. Nicolette Sheridan, well, Nicolette Sheridan finally. Okay, maybe Desperate Housewives was not a good example. Because Nicolette Sheridan is now on Dynasty. Anyways, the point is sometimes you have a hit and then things just dry up and go away. Um, but Mark Wahlberg, for all intents and purposes, seems like he's here to stay. He's an Oscar nominee. Um, he was or is the face of a billion-dollar franchise with Transformers. Um, he's the every guy, man's man that, well, frankly... Every man, every straight man and lesbian want to be. And every straight woman and gay man want to fuck. So, I, 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 maybe he's preparing for his retirement. Um, but he has Wahlberg's. Um, he has, now he has the car dealership. You know, he has quite a few side interests and. You know, good on him for being very smart with his money and not blowing it on drugs and all that. Because, again, things do do happen. Your career will take a nosedive. Um, but it's just really odd to me. 
Um, and Mandy told me that the location is just down the road from some casinos. So I'm wondering if he's not trying to, you know, ooh, you're flush with cash. I'm flush with cars. Let's make this exchange happen. You know? I, I can't be mad at him for it. And, you know, if all else fails, you've already showed your ass mark. Go ahead and show us the rest of it. Show us the non-Boogie Night penis. And make sure you listen to Mandy Still Musing, because she also talks about this. I'll be right back. And we're going to stick with the deranged theme, because apparently that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about Kathy Griffin. Now, I don't think Kathy Griffin's strange. I actually love Kathy Griffin. Um, I did write an open letter right after she did the whole um, beheaded Donald Trump uh, thing, the, the picture, where I, I told her, I think you did wrong. There are some things that should not be messed with. And even though I knew she didn't mean it as a threat, I could see how people would perceive it that way. And, you know, I, I like I said, I love Kathy Griffin. I loved her on the D-list. I loved her talk show. I went to her comedy show and it was hilarious. But there are, you know, there are some things that you just, some lines you just don't cross. Um, and she lost her career. Like, everything she had going for her was suddenly gone. Right or wrong, that can be debated. Um, I'm not going to be the one to debate it. But she's back now with the Laugh Your Head Off tour. And she started, she started off like, uh, honestly, this could be a whole episode. Um, and maybe it will be, but not right now. We're just going to summarize. So it started off... Hello, cuties. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, you know, I'm out in, the, in nature and there's hot guys running shirtless, so easily distracted. Anyways, um, she starts off telling a story about how her and Ellen, De, De, how her and Ellen DeGener started feuding. Basically, um... Ellen was no fan of Joan Rivers, and I'm pretty sure we all knew that. Um, she found Joan to be Ellen found Joan to be very vulgar and mean, and, and she thinks the same thing of Kathy Griffin. Um, but after Joan died, uh, Kathy called her, and they talked for a little bit, and. She was like, you know, comic to, comic to comic, woman to woman. Do a tribute. And they got into a really loud argument. And apparently Kathy called her some names that she's not proud of. And she texted her and said, you know, this that was very dynasty. Trying to make light of the fight. And, you know, I'm calling Alexis. You have to be Crystal. Let's, you know, just kind of continue on continuing on with that line of joking and she ends that part of the show by saying bitch still hasn't texted me back so um she also talks about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian who are her neighbors um apparently when Kanye had his 5150 hold 
he was out in his backyard screaming. And, you know, did we really expect anything else? I mean, we weren't going to get a Britney shaved head. That's just... It, that was just never going to happen. Um, she talked a little bit... Well, not a little bit. She talked a lot about Donald Trump. The, she talked about the first time she met him, how... Um, it was, he had three lines on Suddenly Susan, and he asked everyone to call him the Donald. Um, and then she segued into talking about... Um, being investigated by two different um, agencies how she forgot about after being asked multiple times if she had any weapons in the house um, she kept saying no and then remembered that she actually did have a sword um, from when she holded the holded, from when she hosted excuse me this rosé is getting to me um, the AVN Awards, the Adult Video Something Awards. Anyways, um, and she talked a, a lot about how Rosie O'Donnell, like, called her, and she said, if, if you're in a controversy and Donald Trump is part of it, the one call you fucking take is from Rosie O'Donnell, because she's been dealing with him trolling her for 12 years. Um, so Rosie was like, look, you have to, you have to put up a, uh, Rosie, <laughs> you have to put up a, a, an apology video. And then the now famous line of what if Daniel Pearl's mother saw that picture is what made Kathy decide to finally do it. And she's like, you know, but I look a mess. And Rosie's like, even better, it's more real. It's not going to be, it's not going to look scripted because it's not. Um, like I said, th- this could go on and on. I'm, maybe this weekend's episode will just be all about the show and everything she talked about in, in a little bit more in-depth way. Um, but for now, th- that's pretty much the gist, and I will be right back. And I am back. So, I went to see the Golden Girls live on stage. Um, it was written, produced, um, and perhaps directed by John and Peter Mack. A lovely, lovely, lovely couple, I have to say. Um... So let me, let me first tell you a little bit about, um, my little adventure in buying this ticket. So I was with Christine, um, we were writing and I was like, you know, I really want to see this. Um, a guy I was dating was supposed to take me to see it. And then just before the show, he broke up with me. Well, technically I broke up with him, but semantics here, semantics. So... Um, we, we both bought, we asked our other friend Leanne, who also guest, guest co-hosted, she's the one who didn't know any pop culture, um, if she wanted to go, and, and she did indeed want to go with us, so, we all bought our tickets, and I realized that I had purchased mine for the wrong date, 
so I emailed him and I was like, hey, look, I want to see the show, but my ticket's for the wrong date. Can I please switch it? And, and they were lovely. Purple, t- purple ticketing was lovely. And they changed it, but it was changed to the wrong date. So I reached out directly to um, John and Peter Mack. And I said, look, you know, this is what happened. Can you please help me? And they were lovely. They were just so wonderful about it. Um, John emailed me back within minutes and was like, honey, you're going to be on the list. Don't worry about it. So we get there yesterday, which if you're listening to this was uh, June 20th. Oh, my bad. It was June 19th. Rosé. <laughs> so it was it was June 19th and so we get there. Um Leanne somehow out of all of us had the right date. Um I um, Christine had also bought the wrong date by mistake. Um and I showed um John his email to me and he's like yep you're you're all good to go just go sit down and enjoy the show very sweet very open very warm very talented so as we were watching um well before the before the play begins um they play some like classic tv and then some musical songs to get you in the game mood um, I don't remember the other actors' names, but they were all just so terrific. Um, the one who played Sophia was mind-blowingly good. Oh, that was that was actually Peter, I believe. Yeah, that was Peter Mack. Um, Peter is so good at Sophia, and when he's in his Sophia outfit, the Sophia drag, you would swear it was Estelle Giddy. Um, there were a couple of impro- improvised lines. Um, my favorite being, I'm another sitcom actress on an ambient high. And the all-time classic of the night was a- after the one who played, um, after his husband, John, Dr. John Mack, couldn't stop laughing he said, it's your line, bitch. It just had the audience rolling. The overall episode, um, I call it an episode because that's what it's called, the Golden Girls Live on Stage, the Lost Reunion episode. Um, Basically, it revolves around the girls getting back together after Lucas's death. If you don't know, um, in the series finale of the Golden Girls, spoiler alert, even though that this has been out there for like 20 some odd years, um, Dorothy marries Blanche's uncle, Lucas. Um, so in the play, Lucas dies. And, um, basically it, it, it's just, the, they repackaged some of the most classic lines. Um, they did the infamous flashbacks, which the Golden Girls always used. Um, uh, and that was just, you know, the acting was superb, and the 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 ladies really made the lines sing in a way 
even the originals didn't. Um, Betty White is quoted on their posters for as a pull quote saying that they did it even better than the original Golden Girls did. Um, at intermission, um, Peter Mac comes out and asks a bunch of questions. Um, Golden Girls related. And it's a giveaway. It's not just them asking questions or anything like that. It, the, um, the, the prize is you get to, you get tickets to go see, um, Peter's show, the Judy Garland show, which plays on Saturday nights in the same theater. If you're in New York City, go see this, um, the Lost Reunion episode, I believe they said it is playing through Labor Day. And then they're going to switch over to the Halloween episode. Um, which uh, was explained to us as being... The Golden Girls never actually did a Halloween episode. So this is kind of what they imagine it would have been like. And then um, in November, it switches to the Lost Christmas episode. Um, so again, if, if you're in New York, buy tickets, it, it's only $33, um, and it's well worth it. It's, it's an hour and a half of just lively, fun entertainment. And that is going to do it for me today. Sorry for such a deranged episode. Um, look for... A new episode sometime this weekend. I don't know when I'll get around to recording it. But, um, I, it might be, I, it might have to be tomorrow because my favorite drag queen, Prada, is appearing at Stonewall tomorrow night for the very first time. It's her first stage performance since Boots and Saddles closed. And I'm super, super excited. So, I am out and I am raising a glass to you all. If you don't um, hear from me, which you should, but if you don't, cheers to a great weekend, and we will talk soon.